And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it's the Network Marketing Leadership Show, and it is an unbelievable day. I hope you're having nothing but fun out there. And I am here to tell you today's show is going to be off the chain. Next week, Pat Quinn. I don't know if you guys know, remember who he is. He's the guy that works with... Uh, Pete Vargas. Pete sorry. Vargas. Yeah, I lost his name. And uh, they killed it with Eric Worre on how to speak to crowds and all that jazz. So Pete Vargas, Pat Quinn next week. But this week, we've got Fernie, and his last name is Ceballos. And somebody made sure. Did I say that correctly, Fernie? That was perfect, sir. Oh, my gosh. Do you? Who was that? Who was the guy that told us? Uh, Christopher Hussey, who loves you. Christopher oh, yeah? called me on the phone and said, do not mispronounce his name. So Adrian gave me like a tutorial because I blow everybody's name to smithereens, even though I am a contact mapper. And he finally wrote it on a card here. So I got it. So it will not get messed up. And then we also, so Fernie went to MIT and bright, bright guy. So I knew we needed some help because Adrian's not the sharpest tack in the box either. So I thought maybe we'll get Rick Manelius also from MIT. These guys were there at the same time, I think. And we would have ourselves a very, very deep conversation about the fact that the most powerful man in the world had 80 million followers on Twitter until somebody decided to flip the switch and all of a sudden he had no followers on Twitter anymore because he wasn't on Twitter. And it is crazy that anybody's got that kind of power. And I am not giving you any kind of political interpretation whatsoever. It's just crazy. Anybody's got that kind of power. So I thought I would bring my lookalike buddy, Richard Brooke along too. So you can see him on the screen. And I told these guys on the show, they said, why is he coming? I said, cause he's such a curmudgeon. He will have something important to say. So it is gonna be an unbelievable show. Hi, Adrian. I am so excited. Hello, dad. I am completely <laughs> pumped. And one of Brooke's pet, pet peeves is the commercials in the show because of all the survivalist stuff. So he's gonna have to deal with that. And the second thing is me looking down at my phone to see comments and things like that, which I swear I won't do. We're also streaming live on Clubhouse, which is pretty doggone cool too. So we are taking over the world. Fernie, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Tom. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. We're honored and I wanna know about you. You've been in the network marketing. I mean, when I met you in Las Vegas, I mean, you were over in a corner and people were just walking over there to get a look at you, much less hear you, because you've made such a difference in the little category that you've created inside of network marketing to help people improve their business. How's that going and what are you doing? Oh, uh, I mean, it's, it's great. Uh, you know, when I got started in network marketing in 2005, I you know, started doing what I was told, you know, you know, friends and family, home meetings, home parties, hotel meetings, did a lot of traveling. And I did that for about nine months and, and, and was relatively successful. I actually got some traction. So it's not like that. It's not like that stuff doesn't work, but uh, it was also not very enjoyable for me. It was, it felt a little inauthentic for me, especially with my background as a engineer. And so what led me to what I do now is essentially finding a different way of, of just not doing network marketing, doing business in general and doing it online. And so I've built, you know, multi-million dollar companies online, training companies, direct sales organizations. And, and now I just devote myself exclusively to training network marketers on how to take their business online, especially today. And in, in the times we're in uh, online has, all of a sudden become more relevant than ever. 100% of network marketing is online right now. Yeah. As, uh, if you try to do a home party, you're considered a bioterrorist. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. And we're all for that. I mean, Richard Brooks, all for that. I'm all for that. And we are traditional network marketers uh, at the point that you bring the lead into the funnel. And then you got to treat that person that came into the funnel like a human being and that's when network marketing takes over because if they join you with a click they leave you with a cliff click and so many people are under the misconception that you can build a multi-million billion trillion zillion dollar business without ever talking to anybody and that's what we take great exception to right brooke right. wait ask richard let's hear if he's got an opinion i'm dying to hear this what do you think they're hair on fire man 
You want you're looking for some controversy. You want me to be controversial today? <laughs> no, we want you to just be your normal self. You don't have to fake anything. Yeah, well, I, um, um, Fernie, I don't know you, but I'm fascinated to learn um, because, um, yeah, I've seen a lot of people build temporary networks online. I've never seen anybody build one that lasted for 50 years. And I think that's because most of them, if not all of them, focused on the upfront, like, you know, how do we get people in? And uh, they just thought, hey, the whole thing's just going to be built online. Tom and I have seen some, some systems that go back, you know, 1995, the beginning of the internet, power line systems and all these crazy things that just automatically were going to build your team for you. And of course, the internet social media, um, online, is an immensely powerful way to get in front of seven and a half billion people. It's kind of hard to do if you live in, you know, Paducah, Kentucky, mm -hmm. you know, 20 years ago, you were going to get in front of Paducah, but you weren't going to get in front of seven and a half billion people. And so I think the world is fascinated with how do we do that? And of course, what Tom and I are fascinated with is, okay, how do we do that and hang on to them, which is yep. heart to heart. I don't know of a funnel that creates the heart to heart, but I'd like to see it if you got one. I think he does. Talk about it, Fernie. Yeah, well, these, the problem, the thing is the funnel doesn't end when you, when somebody joins your team or buys from you. That's, it's actually just the beginning of the funnel. Um, because a funnel is about getting somebody to, make incremental decisions to make a bigger commitment. And someone just joining your team, to me, is a small commitment. You still got to build that relationship, uh, whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, whether it's through posting value to, the, to your group, um, and make sure the value continues throughout. And so the funnel should go all the way towards developing somebody to be a leader somebody that wants to grow big. And if somebody at some point says, you know, I'm good where I'm at, I don't need to grow any bigger. That's fine that the funnel ends there for them. So, you know, when you create, well, you know, I specialize in systems, you know, whether it's a system for bringing in a lead or training systems, you know, creating as much leverage as possible on your organization using technology while keeping the heart and letting there people you know that you care. So, so that's, my perspective is 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 that it's you can leverage technology to be more efficient and save time and do things like what we're doing now we're able to speak to a group big group of people without ever leaving our homes technology has given us leverage and so that's a good thing but what we share and how it impacts people you know we have to fundamentally understand who our team members are and we have to continue we also need to focus on developing leadership. As we identify people who are starting to rise up and take initiative, you got to train them differently than everybody else. And so, you know, big, just like network marketing, there's large, you know, in corporate America or, or corporate around the world, there's companies with thousands and thousands of people. And somehow they are successful is because they have effective leadership development systems. Yeah. And the good companies make that person in the warehouse that's loading boxes feel just as special as the people that are higher up. And so they leverage technology as well, just like network marketers can as well. And so I love that. And I think that's such a great analogy to think about the, the person loading from at the loading dock in the warehouse in a corporate sort of a scenario and how that applies to network marketing. So as you build these systems and use technology to make things more efficient, what what do you think is the biggest thing what what's the biggest tip to make sure that your that the heart is still part of that conversation and part of that interaction yeah well you're not going to automate the business you're going to you're going to automate through a combination of systems but then people have to be a big part of it and if somebody is just getting started in network marketing uh, or a direct sales business they got to be willing to talk to people one on one because at that point they're going to be most effective one on one and uh, they haven't grown a big team yet where they need any type of sophisticated system. But when they do when their team is big enough where they can't do everybody one on one well now there's some sort of system and training that needs to be given to that person 
in order for them to elevate and then identify, you know, leaders on their team that's growing so that now that new person that's just getting in always has somebody that's taking care of them, that's communicating with them, that's getting them going, even if the main leader is no longer able to spend as much time with every single person on their team. And so that's how you maintain the heart is that there's always somebody there that can, that can connect with people where network marketing goes wrong, where leaders go wrong. And I've seen seven figure earners that are miserable in network marketing. It's because they're the chief problem solver for every single person in the organization. They have very little leadership. And so whenever there's a problem, whenever something happens, whenever somebody has a question, they're the one getting hit up, their inbox is blowing up. And that's not an effective way of leading a team. Uh, even if you are making millions of dollars, it's kind of a miserable existence. <laughs> and so you, when you develop leadership, as your team grows, you're actually, your time either stays the same or it contracts because you've done an effective job of developing other people that are going to take care of other people. We agree with that hundred percent. That's right on the money, isn't it, Record? I mean, that's where we lose them is if we never develop the human connection, we're making a mistake. If we don't let that human connection turn into leadership development throughout systems, we're making a mistake. And it is really a big, big problem because even leaders never try to develop that massive leadership necessary to duplicate themselves 10 levels below themselves. They're just using their personality and that never ever creates massive duplication because you can only duplicate that four or five levels deep, right, Brooke? Yeah, I think you know the concept that we're talking about is the leaders that have the ability to inspire and build a big team, they always outpace their ability to duplicate their leadership. And leadership is a, you know, that's a lifelong art of character and vision and motivation and energy and style and charisma. And so the person that builds a team of a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand people they don't duplicate that same kind of leadership. They can attract the people, but they don't duplicate the leadership. So you gotta have a system that takes maybe some of the content, some of the styles and just duplicates it, right? And simplest way to do that is videotape yourself and set it up on, hey, watch this video, then watch that video, then not watch this video. All right, That's let's take leverage. a break. We Massive got leverage. Break. We're on the Genesis Communication Network. Richard Brooke loves the commercials coming up. Let's go to break. Hey, let's go to break and learn about silver impregnated bacon. <laughs> we'll be back right after this on the Genesis Communication Network. If I don't get kicked off the air because of your sarcasm, it will be <laughs> unbelievable. That's all I want to tell you. The guy, the guy has given me a free show for 12 straight years. And uh, Brooke hates the radio commercials. All well, right. He, he's, he's actually just extending the commercials. He does. That's exciting. I, I, I think it's creating curiosity on, on what he's yeah. railing about. Amen. Right. You, you can buy fake National Guard uniforms today on that state. You can buy all kinds of stuff on there. Really <laughs> yeah, that's the same station that Alex Jones is on. So it's just a beautiful thing. And uh, yeah. so, Adrian, what are you doing? Well, first of and all, Rick, so let's say hi to so Clubhousers. Thanks for listening in with us. We are live on Facebook and we're doing a radio show as well. And we are going to have some live Q&A at the end of the show today. And so just want you to know that that's what's coming up. We're going to have some fun with that. And I, I just love this conversation. I love what you shared before the break, Fernie, around the importance of that human connection. And so the question I have for you on the break is how, how important is it to have systems around the way that you develop relationships so that that doesn't fall through the cracks, just like everything else? Yeah, a, a system is there just like in any business. So it has to be analogous to business. Like if we're going to talk about network marketing as a business and presented to the public as a business and an opportunity, um, then what works in business needs to also work in network marketing and vice versa. And so um, systems are there for when, when all of a sudden things become repetitive, when you have to repeat yourself over and over and over again, or do the same training over and over and over again. Well, what if instead doing that hour long training, it was part of some portal where people logged in, watched the training, and then 
hopped into a Facebook group to, where you can answer questions around that training. That's leverage. You're, they're getting the same value. There's some interaction where they feel taken care of because you're answering questions. Maybe you do a 15 minute Q&A instead of an hour long presentation on the same stuff, but then you do a 15 minute Q&A where again, people feel taken care of because you're answering their questions, clarifying things. You're gonna learn something from those Q&As meaning you might need to record another video and put it there so that you have that covered and eventually you kind of just build it out and it has to be designed um because some training uh you know you can't just dump a bunch of videos in an area and think that's going to work some training is for everybody to have access to some training is for certain ranks some training is unlocked only for leaders that have certain responsibilities in the, on the organization and so you have to have a system that's flexible in unlocking training that's appropriate for people. But the beautiful thing about a system is that somebody 50 levels downline from you is getting the exact same training that your frontline is. And, and then you're, using, you're still investing your time to support people, but with a, a lot of leverage. I'll bet the art, Ernie, that you have mastered is the transitional stickiness um, from one video to another. Because like you said, you just can't just throw a bunch of videos up. Nobody will watch them. And so you got to motivate people to watch the video. Then you got to find out, did they get what the video intended to impart? Right? So there's, there's art there, I'm sure, in like transitioning people. Okay, now watch the next video, but you can't watch this video until you watch that video. And let's find out what you learned from the first video. That art of moving people through the system, that's probably your brilliance. I'd love to learn more about that. Well, let's try to do it during the radio show instead of the commercial. So hang on <laughs> one second. And we're back. It is Tom Chenault and it is the Tom Sh oh, the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Richard Brooke, Rick Manelius, Fernie, and Adrian. I didn't want to take a chance. On <laughs> Fernie Ceballos. That's so it. that's exactly how to say it. And this guy, attractionmarketing.com. So you need to go to that website. And I'm in love with this guy. The very first time I saw what he was doing, I was in love with it, but I couldn't afford him. And I <laughs> wish to this moment that I would have been smart enough to pick up on what he was doing when I met him, because I would be successful today. This guy has absolutely done it. And we went and looked, and then we did some due diligence on him. This guy is all of it in a bag of chips. So Richard Brooke, who is a mentor of mine, and ironically enough, uh, Mark Lalonde, the TikTok guy that uh, we interviewed a couple of weeks ago that was just bad to the bone. Today, we said, did you ever get to talk to Richard Brooke? And he about started crying and said, no, he's my mentor and I've never gotten to meet him. So we actually hooked that up today too. Pretty but cool. don't you know, I mean, I love this panel. I mean, you are the deepest people I know. And when you guys hear Rick Manelius and Adrian talk about Rick Manelius as we go into the next break, as we talk about social media and how you are all a hostage to it, you're going to be blown away. But let's just continue on for a couple of minutes left in this segment. The introduction is longer than the segment now at this point. But where were you, Richard Brooke? What's, what were you talking about? Do you have any idea? When? What when, you... During, when you were talking about the break, what should have been heard in the show? Oh, well, I was just... Stickiness, Richard. Telling Fernie. I don't know Fernie either, um, but... I, I just have a sense of listening to him articulate and based on your introduction that he has mastery of the system and the mastery I think is not the videos it's it's the the pathway from one video to the next video to the next video call it a funnel if you will because I've talked to so many people that have systems right they have well I have my five videos up I have my training program up but nobody goes through it <laughs> yeah so, you know, what I've always felt is when it comes to training, if I'm going to do an hour long segment, the actual content in the segment might be 20 or 30 minutes. I'm going to spend 30 or 40 minutes selling people on the content, selling them on why they need to watch this video or why they need to understand this distinction or why this truth 
is true because information is just information. Falls flat, it's boring. We've got to sell people on what we're teaching them to do. Mm -hmm. And I imagine, I'm only imagining, but I'm going to go do my homework because there's no doubt I can afford Fernie. If you can't afford him, Tom, that was five years ago when Hammock obviously can afford him. <laughs> that was when Hammock introduced me, and Fernie's got a two for one special. So that's why I even let you on the show because we knew we would use your money and my personality. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out if this guy has the secret. I bet he does. He does have the secret. So Fernie, we're going to go to a break in a couple of minutes. And I, I want to talk about attractionmarketing.com. I want, I want you to obviously drive people to that and tell them a compelling reason why they want to do business with you. And I see John Hammock is listening, who is the introducer of you and I, right. and a dear friend of mine. So take it away. The commercial or to speak? No, we're not in a commercial. Gee, many Christmas. No, we're your commercial. <laughs> All right, got it. My uh, commercial. Talk about yeah. attraction marketing. Two minutes, yeah. Bernie. All right. <laughs> yeah. So you know, we specialize on everything network marketing that is digital, and so when it comes to lead generation, uh, everything from organic strategies where you're investing your time to you know connect with prospects for your business all the way to, to more advanced strategies, whether it be advertising. Um, and, and so anything digital, uh, you know, also uh, specializing in creating training systems and hel helping and supporting leaders uh, create leverage and not have a, a situation where they, you know, hit that six figure mark that they've been shooting for, but they find that it's a nightmare business because they have no time. They have no time freedom that was promised. And that's not because of network marketing, that's because no effective you know, systems were created. And so, uh, you know, so like network marketing has shifted online, especially in the past year, where literally 100% or close to 100% of network marketing went online. And uh, our, our organization, our business has has exploded, because we've always kind of been there providing those solutions for people that want to do it digitally, while still maintaining the heart that we talked about you know, still taking care of people. So it's systems, but it's systems for people that need to be taken care of. And, um, and that's who I work with. And we've helped, you know, you know, so many clients around the world, uh, start from zero, take an existing team and, you know, go digital with the team while maintaining and, and expanding their business. All right. I know you guys are excited about this, but we get to take another break and we are on the Genesis Communication Network. Thank you, Ted Anderson. I so love you for putting us on the radio all these years and I love your commercials. And we are gonna come back right after this with Fernie and Rick Manelius, Richard Brooke and Adrian Chanel. I'm the best thing that ever happened to Ted Anderson. <laughs> you really are. So here's the deal, contact mapping. Adrian is the face of contact mapping. So all of you need to know that. You've always known it. All you see is Adrian, but the man behind the microphone is a guy named Rick Manelius, graduated from MIT, got his PhD from MIT. I met him in a coffee shop. I did a coffee shop interview on him. He was working at some hotshot company down in Denver, fell in love with Adrian's vision, and these two have built contact mapping. And rarely do we get to have him on a commercial with us. So why don't you just lead into a commercial with Rick Manelius where I go get a glass of water. All right, sounds good. Uh, so you said I'm the face of contact mapping. I don't even know that I'm that. Rick is the brains, but he's also shockingly and in just in the greatest possible way, so much of the heart of contact mapping. And that's what I love about Rick and the team that we have built is that it's really about coming together around this mission to make the world a better place and a more connected place. And so Rick, thank you for coming on today. And uh, I'm going to let you share a little bit while we're here on the commercial, we're back at 34. And so just share about what you're, you know, what brought you here and, and what you're thinking about when it comes to contact mapping. Sure. Um, and thanks for having me on here. Um, you know, I think we're all taught um, a great big lie, you know, back in, when we grow up, you know, we, we are told that in order to be successful, it's all on us, it's all in our grades, it's all sort of me, 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 internal, internal, internal. And that sort of over, um, it sort of masks over a great truth that, you know, we're a tribal species, we work together in teams, we play sports, we 
we achieve great things with other people. And you know, any person who claims they're a self-made person is, is lying because some of the biggest forks in the road are those introductions that happen or that person that believed in them or gave them a chance. And you know, all the way through college, I was so driven and, and you know, really focused on my own grades and how that was gonna shape my own career that I, I didn't hear a very sage bit of advice that was, once you leave college, your network is gonna be the most valuable asset you have, which is crazy when you know, you're in college and they're focused so much on GPA, your resume, all this stuff. But after you leave and you realize just the potential that exists in the people that you're with is extraordinary. And the problem is all those relationships have a half-life. <laughs> you know, we think we, just because we had this one moment together at some point in time that it's going to always be there, but it's not. You know, people grow on, they, they find new connections, they, they, they divert paths. And someone that could have been your best friend in college now could be a complete stranger just because your, your journeys have, have crossed uh, or departed and diverted. And so I really uh, experienced firsthand both the benefit of using contact mapping uh, as, as my mom used to when she, uh, growing up and seeing how she uh, has so much influence in the community, even though she was a secretary at a school, she knew everybody and knew everything about them and was well-loved and had all this influence and all this impact. And you know, for me, with all the grades I had, you know, I became more and more isolated when I left college. And it was only when I started to like reconnect with people and make people a priority uh, that you know, life started to change for the better again. And you know, frankly, I think in the age of social media and technology, we rely so much on screens and following people that we think we're keeping up with them, but we're not. <laughs> And so reintroducing this sort of concept of actual connection, actual humanity, really being there, direct messaging people and just like hearing them and actually seeing them is so rare these days that when you actually reach out to someone, they just light up like, holy crap, someone saw me. And, and it's, it's, it's like that, it says something about our culture right now where you know, connection is, we're so thirsty for connection, we're lost in crowds and contact mapping both as a tool and as a philosophy is a way to like really bring more meaning and more uh, strong connection with people. That's so awesome. And, and it's so, you know, no matter how crazy great your pedigree is or how much you don't have any pedigree at all, that same thing is true. It, mm -hmm. it really comes down to the relationships. It really comes down to getting things done through people and having that trust and having that connection and, and it, you know, life is more fun that way. Life is, you can contribute at a bigger level that way. And so the, the thrust of what contact mapping is about is allowing you to create a network like that, that you can serve at a, high, a higher level. You can create opportunities for yourself. You can create opportunities for, for other people around you and create these win-wins. And so I invite you to go and go to check out contact mapping for free. You can go to contactmapping.com slash free. Uh, if you're listening on Clubhouse, if you're on Facebook, there's a link in the comments. You can hit that up as well. But go and see what this is about because it's powerful stuff. All right. We are back. It is Tom Chenault, and it's the Network Marketing Leadership Show. And I hope you've all bought all of the unbelievable four-year career books. The, I mean, Brooks got some books. And I can't even find the book with me in it because I gave them all away here or sold them here at the office. But there it is right there on your screen. That is an incredible, that's the best one of all. It's completely rewritten, and that's the one you want. And if you contact us, we'll be able to get you a copy. And I will either... Uh, forge Brooks signature or something. So it'll be exciting, but attractionmarketing.com. You definitely want to go there. Take a look at what he's doing. It's not, I just looked at it. It's not nearly as expensive as I thought it was that day. <laughs> okay, I want you to all know. That well, guy, now you're break. Go I just read it's free. Everything's free. I went to the website. It's all free. I signed I, up. So I free was free. so poor that day. I couldn't afford free, Richard. And uh, <laughs> that was, that was oh. frightening. And I was so intimidated by a guy from MIT. And now I'm working with one every day and uh, I'm still in intimidated and we are so unbelievably fortunate in this segment we're gonna pivot because i think that we i mean if the product is free you are the product that's facebook that's linkedin that's twitter that's all of them and i want you to think about that a little bit because all of you have all your contacts in your company crm well Gress, guess what you leave your company all your contacts are sitting there Think about salesforce.com if you're working outside and you're working in 
anything else. You know, the minute you leave your job as a pharmaceutical rep, they turn you off. You've got three contacts left. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yet you all think that you've got control of your database and you don't. And what do you guys think of that? I mean, obviously I want your input too, Richard, but these guys that are smart, that understand <laughs> the big picture here, not to intimate you aren't Richard, but I think I was anyway, I stand by that. What do you guys think of that? Isn't it just scary as hell? Well, I think it's really scary because, you know, it's we're no longer in the era where people will work at the same company for 30 years. Like we used to, I grew up in upstate New York, GE was this a massive company and it was very common for people to start there and end their career in one place. And, you know, we know, you know, millennials, Gen Z, everyone is, the, the, the turnover is so high um, that you might only work for a company for two years, one year, and all of your memories and associations with whoever you're talking with, the relationships you're forming are attached to that company email and database by which you get turned off there. So like 10 years, you might have cycled through five companies and there are five resets of all that data going away. Um, and Facebook and even like social media platforms, we think Facebook will be here forever. It might be here for another five, 10 years. But as Richard Brooks said, if you're thinking about the, the long game, 50 years, like I'm gonna be alive for another 50 years. I'm not gonna like, you know, MySpace, you can't go back in mind. AOL, they shut off AIM. Um, every one of those platforms eventually deprecates. And if you're thinking about the long game of people that you're gonna be in your life for 10, 20, 30 years, you can't trust that data to still be there. There's always this, well, if it's on the internet, it's there forever. It's not true. A lot of these big platforms go away and even the web archive doesn't keep everything. So if you find that, like, oh, remember that one conversation I had with Richard, it was back here, da, 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 and you go back and it's just gone. And I know this from firsthand experience because not only when I left college, I didn't make a backup of my emails, but one time I had a failed upgrade even with a backup and I lost something about 100,000 emails um, from like 1995 to like 2005. And that was incredibly frustrating because whole conversations with people who I was great friends with, I have no memory of. And therefore it's very hard for me to go back and sort of like find that information that I needed to reconnect with that person I cared about. So it's incredibly important to not let your data be in either a company silo or a public social media platform that could and will eventually go away. And so anything that's very valuable, you got to figure out a way that you can retain that for the next 10, 20 years. What do you think of that, Fernie? Uh, absolutely. I, I completely agree. In, in fact, uh, you know, when I got started into, into digital marketing and building my business online, that was the first thing they taught us. It's like you, you got to own your list. And mm -hmm. so that means have your own email list. Like if not everything else goes away, at least you can Sexy. shoot an email to everybody that you're connected with, uh, especially if you're building a brand and say, hey, I'm, if you want to connect with me on this other platform that I just moved to, because this one got went, went bye bye. Uh, you can do that. And and then having something that's more personal, like contact mapping, where you have personal notes about everybody you have a personal relationship with, uh, you know, it's 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 so critical. And for me, it actually like getting deplatformed is actually network marketers should be very familiar with it because yeah. uh, every platform network marketer has been on, uh, they've you know, there's been a lot of spam and stuff for people that are doing network marketing the wrong way. That obviously creates a reputation for our space, but it also creates restrictions. People get banned, people get removed, people get blocked because they're using the platform in a way that the owners of the platform don't like it. And that's happened to every single platform. And and so, you know, having this happen on a on a whole higher level is surprising, but it isn't because that's kind of been the experience of at least one part of the network marketing space that is not utilizing social media effectively. Uh, and it kind of sometimes ruins it for the people that are trying to build relationships and are trying to build their business in an ethical and authentic way. But it's always, you, you know, you, you're not in control of those rules. And so, I, you know, network marketers were deplatformed from Google ads back in the day when I was running Google ads and advertising. The platform now, obviously, there's there's there was stuff happening. Uh, on MySpace, you know, got deplatformed there, got deplatformed on on Facebook, you know. Now, you know, what was funny is I saw a post on social media on Facebook actually uh, about another social network, an alternative social network to Facebook, and and someone posted saying, "Hey, I love this social network, but be warned, if free speech is what you're looking for, careful what you wish for, because there's a heck of a lot of spam on that network." <laughs> <laughs> So, so it's, it's kind of like a, you know, double-edged sword. And so 
every platform you're on is going to have some level of regulation, uh, especially if you don't own it. What do you think that, Rick? Did you raise your hand, Rick? I, I did. I did the little digital zoom hand, so I apologize. I was trying to be <laughs> I was polite. Like, oh, that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> a little, that? A little cute. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's it's uh, you know, Facebook will publish in its privacy and its uh, data openness initiatives how it has to ban somewhere between uh, one and 1.2 billion accounts per year because people will auto sign in, spam bots will sign in. So when you're churning uh, 250 million accounts per year or per quarter, you can't be doing that manually. So you could just be doing you know, Mr. Goody Two Shoes doing nothing wrong, and you could all of a sudden lose your platform with no recourse. You could submit things to their support team; they have a, a list, you know, a mile long to go through. So, um, I very much, even though people, you know, think, oh, you know, email is not cool anymore, phone numbers are why, you know, I'm so in Messenger, I use Messenger all the time. I don't want to be slowed down to get a phone number. It's like, well, what happens if they go or you go, and you have no way to find them? You have no ability to get back to this person you've been having this long conversation with, and it's happened to me. Like I have some Twitter friends, I'm like, oh crap, I don't even have your phone number. So like, if you just decide to not show up, I literally have no way to get in touch with you. I don't even know where you live. And, you know, so all these things uh, become very, very problematic. So we need these pointers to other people in different ways, not even because you're doing something bad or nefarious or you know, uh, you know, in the gray zone, but because just stuff happens, right? These, these algorithms will uh, temporarily block you for some flagged word that you didn't think mean anything. And you might be gone for months Meanwhile, your business, which depends on that, which you put all this blood, sweat, and tears on, is stalled. And you just have to kind of quickly and rapidly go around yep. uh, somewhere else. Well, I'll, tell, I'll share some, something. I, on Facebook itself, even before all this stuff happening uh, recently, before COVID, all that, uh, I've had my advertising account disabled three different times. Uh, and it's, it's because they confused some of the messaging that I was sharing with the spammers. Because you know, there's the the sometimes the language or the words are similar, and that's automated. It's all the bots and the AI and the machine learning that's you know catching me, catching me by accident. Then I have to appeal to Facebook and literally beg them, like uh, I'm a peasant yeah. to a king, beg them to let me back on. And I even teach this to the higher level students in uh, in our mastermind. It's like when you talk to Facebook, don't be self righteous if you want to get your account back. You got to speak to them like they're the king and you're a peasant and and speak to them very nicely on how much you love them. It's kind of funny, but it works because the people on Facebook, uh, one of the biggest problems I have with Facebook, aside from anything we, we're going to talk about, um, is that the number of employees and people that they have on their company to, to support this massive social network of people, their team is so much smaller than Walmart's team and the number of employees that they have to support their revenue. Facebook's revenue is way bigger than Walmart's, yet Walmart has way more employees to support all the people because their business is people to people. And I think one of the mistakes Facebook is making and any other social network is that they're choosing uh, profitability over giving people the opportunity to connect with somebody over the phone or directly over there. Because when you get something disabled and if it's an accident, or it wasn't, you know, you got, you got caught up in something, there's no one to talk to over there. Especially if you're an entrepreneur running your business, there's no one to talk to and you gotta jump through a lot of hoops to finally find somebody, uh, an outer somewhere in a, in a international country that tell, just simply tells you, I can't help you, that's a different department and we don't talk to each other. So there's, they have a big problem with wanting to minimize the and automate as much as possible and minimize the size of the team. I think they need to expand their team so that they can actually, you know, have people connecting with people because that's their business. If they're saying we're about connecting human beings, well, how about you connect us with somebody at Facebook that can help us when we have an issue? They're lying. All right, Richard, I know you have to have an opinion. No, I, I barely got out of high school. I'm not going toe to toe with this. <laughs> I know point. we were going MIT, MIT, GED. Yeah, so that is so funny. Yeah, I know what I was thinking. Well, I was Diane Hockman said that in the comments. I thought, yeah, well, she's exactly right, man. This is not the genius. We have a we have a few, and here's another one. What do you think? <laughs> I, you know, the thing that concerns me the most. You can think what you want of the decisions that have been made to deplatform some really high profile people. But the thing that actually scared me far more than that is the number of accounts that got disappeared with no commentary whatsoever 
in whatever sweeps were happening across all these platforms. And there's, there is no doubt in my mind that all kinds of babies got thrown out with the bathwater in that whole thing. And you have no, exactly what Fernie said. There's no recourse. There's nobody to talk to. They can shoot first and ask questions later. And you, your entire business could get blown up if you are not paying attention to this conversation. And I really do. I think it is a life and death conversation for entrepreneurs to be paying attention to this stuff and to have ways to connect, you know, to, to own your list, to have real relationships that are connected outside of social platforms, in addition to on social platforms, right? I'm not saying get off this stuff, but if you don't have a way to carry those conversations, if whatever profile blows up on any given day, you got a big, big problem waiting to happen to you, I think. And we're gonna go to a break, but I'm gonna tell you, well, here's my advice to you over everything else. Be memorable enough that if you do get kicked off of one of these platforms, people come and find you. That's that simple. You have to be that memorable and you're not gonna do it with a click or a pithy little gif or whatever you call them, gif, biff, diff. I love you guys. We're taking a break. We'll be right back right after this. Genesis Communication Network. And it's at the commercial. All right. Isn't this a blast? <laughs> it's the best. Oh, that, was, that, that was a whiff. That was a Yes. <laughs> so, Brooke, what do you think about contact mapping? I think that if I would have logged, remembered, and stayed in touch with every significant contact I've made in the last 45 years, stayed in touch could mean, you know, send them a Merry Christmas message doesn't have to be a chat, but just stay connected enough so that they remembered who I was and I remembered who they was. If I would have done that for the last 45 years, I'd be a multi-multi-billionaire. I think I would have built a $20 billion network marketing company. Um, I left 99.99% of them on the table. Me too. Didn't stay in touch, didn't remember who they were, didn't have their contact information. I believe that our net worth equals our network. And I like I've coached some college kids, you know, that I was mentoring before they went to college. And they're like, Uncle Richard, you know, I'm going to college now. What should I do? I said, here's what you do. Nobody cares what you learn in college. Nope, nobody's going to hire you based on what you learned in college, unless you're going to be an engineer, a doctor or something. But these were business people, right? Nobody's going to hire you based on your business stuff, your marketing stuff you learned in college. There's no cheese down that tunnel. Yeah, go to the classes, take the classes, learn all you can. But the real opportunity in college is network. Like come out of college with 500 or 1,000 great relationships where you not only know the kid, but you know the kid's parents and what they do for a living. And you know the kid's aunts and uncles and what they do for a living. And you have all of that knowledge going into building a career. That's a launching pad for anything you want to do. But a degree? <laughs> it's table. I mean, it's table stakes. That's it, right? Yeah. At most, it's table stakes anymore. And I think that's the difference is what you make of it. And the relationships are such a big part of that. A hundred percent. Tom, I have to go to work. There are what? some people pay me to talk. <laughs> and I got paying clients in Wait eight minutes. I find that highly doubtful. So stick around for five more minutes. <laughs> that is hilarious. Did you hear him say that? He's got paying clients. That's awesome. Hurtful, man. All right. Are we back yet? No, we got no, a minute. No, Finish the commercial. Right one minute. <laughs> I 100% I, I agree. And, and here's the thing I would add to that. It, the amount of work that is required for you to do that well isn't a whole lot more then sending them a text once a quarter or a call once every six months or so and just saying, hey man, how's it going? Hey, hey, how you, how you been? What's going on with you? And doing that versus not, it sounds like not that big of a thing, 
but it's everything because it's the thing that keeps you in their mind and they in yours so that opportunities can present themselves at the right time. And these, you know, these kind of magical moments can create themselves in business, in life, in all kinds of things. So contact mapping is really about doing that. And it is, we, we make it simple for you to do it. So go check out contactmapping.com slash free. Aloha. Aloha. And we're back. It's the final segment of the Network Marketing Leadership Show with, we lost Richard Brooke. He supposedly had to go to work. So everybody can get a chance. He's a beautiful human being, but he's quite lazy. So we are here. It is Tom Chenault. It is Fernie. It is Adrian. And his last name is Cybios. And that is a, Cybios. There we go. And that is an unbelievable guy. I knew I was going to love you, Fernie. And I knew that this was going to be a great show. And I want everybody to go to attractionmarketing.com and take a look at his website. I can feel the logic for contact mapping the company to be systemizing more. I can feel the logic for my network marketing business to be systemizing more. And he said something profound a few minutes ago. He didn't say 99% of network marketing is now online. Twice he said 100% of it is online. Because I'm telling you, we're not meeting anybody anymore. It is all from your house with Zoom or some other venue that is electronic. It's unbelievable. And if you aren't on top of it, you're behind it. Would you agree with that, Fernie? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, it, we're in a digital age. And, you know, the digital age started a long time ago in the 90s. And, uh, you know, what, what's been sometimes disappointing is that network marketing has oftentimes been slow to innovate, slow to adapt, while other companies and other businesses are leveraging technology and, and doing it at a rapid pace. Network marketing kind of lags behind because sometimes, because it, it's, a, it's a human thing. This is our comfort zone. This is how we're accustomed to doing things. And unless something catastrophic happens that shoves us out of that comfort zone, then human beings will stay in that human inertia where we just sit in that comfort zone. And so, but, you know, a few people, you know, 15 years ago decided to get out of that comfort zone. And it made a lot of other people very uncomfortable that they were choosing to do that because I think what human beings, one of the fears people have is to be proven that what they're doing is becoming outdated or no, or at least working over time less and less. And, you know, no one wants to be proven wrong. And so, uh, that, that's part of the resistance to wanting to shift online. But now the world has given us no choice but to shift online. And fortunately, there's so many incredible leaders, not just at attractionmarketing.com, but all over the network marketing space that have been those pioneers and, um, you know, have kind of like laid the groundwork for how network marketing can work online while maintaining the heart, maintaining the relationship, because that is the glue that holds any team organization together in network marketing and in any business for that matter. And so, you know, so how do you do that in a way that people feel taken care of? People feel like they're being served. People feel like they've got their, their money's worth for what they paid, uh, their money's worth for what they're continuing to invest to be a part of it. And so that's, that's the balance that technology always strikes. And uh, truth be told in the beginning, a lot of digital network marketers tried to tried to pretend and lied that you can build a fully automated business push of a button without ever you know talking to anybody and that was a lie there were some people that build massive teams with automation but those teams also fell apart really fast because there was no glue holding them together there was no relationship it was all an, an opportunity play and it was pitched to to people um targeting their weakness and targeting them wanting to find the easy way. If you're going to be successful in anything, there's no easy way. Um, but I'll tell you, network marketing, online or offline, uh, is, from my perspective, is a heck of a lot easier than working nine to five for 40 years and not having much left at the end. Oh, my gosh. And hi, you know, and, and you, you take a look at what Rick's created over at Contact Mapping. He decided to embrace high touch with high tech. That's basically what the move was there, where 
he's doing exactly what you said, which is going full circle to let people be more connected at their fingertips and never forget anybody. Cause let's face it, what you love most about me is what I remember about you. And that's every human being. And if you can have in your fingertips, the person across the table's agenda, where you're able to speak into that instead of your little trick to sign them up, you're going to win. In this clubhouse, I am telling you, we're going to do a webinar on clubhouse, about clubhouse, that is going to blow your mind because every day I'm now in clubhouse and I am killing it there. But what people don't understand is that I am farming and fishing in clubhouse. Every story that comes along, every person that's speaking, everything that they're saying that is not on Facebook or social media is now in my database. And in six months, I'm going to remind them of what they were talking about on January 18th in Clubhouse, and they are going to swallow their cigars. They're going to be remembered at a level they've never been remembered before, and they're going to love me like a brother, which is what I want. What do you want to say to that, Rick? I want to respond to what Fernie said. And A, I agree with what you said, because people are so used to sort of talking and not being seen because they're, they're so fighting to be the top of the pile that the, for someone to actually see them and remember them is, is again, a novelty. It's a, so much scarcity, but you know, I think we got our wires crossed as a society, right? Technology and automation was supposed to handle mundane. So that way we could do, be more creative. We could be more connected. Like technology was supposed to augment our humanity. And instead it became its, end of itself, like, oh, I have to check on Facebook you know, four hours a day, I have to check on Twitter, I have to just be so, like, I have to like manage all the automation, manage all the stuff. And then so rather than using technology to become more human and be more connected, we've actually used it to disconnect us and it's the most tragic thing. And so I think we're trying to reverse that with what we're doing at Contact Mapping. And I think it's, 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 it's in high need. Pat Quinn, next week, Fernie, attractionmarketing.com. Contact mapping, contactmapping.com. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Go there now. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Bernie. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.